Welcome to season nine of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. I've got some big news to share with you in our season premiere featuring the one and only Chris Jenner. Oh my gosh, congratulations. That is very, very exciting. And that's just the beginning. We'll also be joined by podcast host Jay Shetty, Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, and many more. So come on in, take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations. Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Hardwood Handicappers Podcast. They're a bunch of guys who ain't never played the game, and they never got the girls in high school, and they just want to get in the game. With your host, Jonathan Von Tobel. See, the thing is, you guys look at me, you see the backwards hat, the uh, gray socks, the funky outfit, and you say, now this guy's a chump, am I right? No, I'm geek. I'm f-ing geek. Only on the VSIN Podcast Network. All right, special midweek edition of the Hardwood Handicappers podcast because Super Bowl 56 is upon us. So we're going to have a little fun here on the pod. Uh, it's, a late, it's late on Wednesday. It's about 8.35 p.m. on the West Coast Wednesday night. Uh, let's talk some cross-board props with Aaron Rinning, professional handicapper, ER Sports 1, VEASAN contributor as well. ER, it's good to talk to you. Uh, how you been, buddy? Uh, I'm doing all right. Uh, JVT, as usual. Grinding away uh, in the NBA, always a little bit sad to see the football go. Um, so looking bright off, I guess I'm looking forward to the week off next week for the yeah. All-Star break. Um, you know, it's always a little bit bittersweet. Kind of depends on uh, how you're running going into the break. But uh, if I have more nights like tonight, uh, hopefully like a two-month break. So <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Uh, yes, I'm very much... I'm very much looking forward to it. Although I told Mitch I had him on the last podcast, and uh, the the All Star break coincides with my mother in law coming to town, which means you know me and the wife a little bit more child free hours. You know, let's it, get to live a little. You know what I mean? Get yeah, exactly. <laughs> the R and R. All right, so we got a lot to get to. Um, first off, let's go over some general stuff before we get into the cross board props because there has been a lot going on. Um, let's just start with with this because it is the talk of the town. Uh, these favorites coming in the last four days, and again, we're here on Wednesday night. Uh, the early games, uh, they have gone to the chalk again. Cavs win 105-92, cover that game. Bulls 121-109, win and cover that game. Thank you, Charlotte. Uh, and then 117-98, uh, Raptors get the win over the Oklahoma City Thunder. So at this point, as we record, 
Uh, favorites the end holding serve. We'll see if that's going to continue in the night games. It does look like the underdogs are a little bit more feisty, specifically Portland. They're only down by three. But so what have you made of this? Because I keep getting like the man, we're going to start betting the favorites now. And it's like, right. I think it's just a four game blip of five now, five day blip on the radar. I, I, you know, when you have 30 teams that play 82 games each, uh, you're going to get stretches like this where it seems like you're getting some extreme results one way or the other. Beginning of the year, it was unders for February 5th through the 9th. It's just favorites winning and covering. Yeah, it's not that uncommon to have a run like this. And really, especially this time of year, um, you look back and it's it kind of goes with the territory. It's funny, I, you know, yesterday I bet a couple of favorites uh, with the Celtics over the Nets and um, the Hawks over the Pacers. And they were just over before they started. Those two games were literally over before. Uh, they started, but then, you know, with that said, I had a couple of dogs too, and yeah, they had zero chance. So, um, it can be a little bit frustrating and, you know, here I am on tonight where I've had a couple of dogs had some great numbers, um, with you, I was with Charlotte and, uh, got a good number on that. Uh, I had a Spurs plus seven, which was a great number and essentially no chance in either one of those games, but, you know, it just goes back to kind of a perfect store where, Obviously, these better teams are at the point where they're just going to flex their muscles for the most part. Miami Heat, Milwaukee Bucks um, uh, in the Western Conference, Phoenix, Memphis, just keep on keeping on. And then you have these tanking teams that, you know, with the trade deadline are certainly giving or injuries, trade deadline, uh, you name it, uh, pretty much giving up on the season. Detroit, uh, the Pacers, Houston. Uh, Oklahoma City kind of falls into that core category. You know, the teams that you're you're really trying to get a read on are team like the Clippers, who've been a no-show their last two games. Obviously still in the play-in. Don't know what their agenda is the rest of the season. Obviously Portland uh, pretty much punting on that, their season, but, you know, almost an identical record as New Orleans, who looks like they are ready to go for it uh, and try to get into uh, the playoff mode. Uh, in the Western Conference, which isn't a bad idea, uh, considering the uh, Western Conference is kind of there for the taking, uh, if you will. So, yeah, just kind of navigating uh, through the season again at this stage of the season. Uh, a run like this with the favorites is, is really not that uncommon. You know, you mentioned New Orleans uh, and we're waiting for this trade deadline is going to be in the next uh, little under 24 hours from now. So I've been waiting. I want to see if a market will hang up these yes/no playoff props, right? Because, uh, like, I don't know about you, but I, like, this is going to be interesting to see with New Orleans. Like, the, what the price would be? I think it'd be it would be an interesting um, proposition to bet them yes, because I think they're they're you don't want to say a shoe in, but they're going to get the tenth seed. It seems right. They have a two right. and a half game lead. They have a one and a half game lead over Portland, and you just talked about it. Portland's going to start to slip because they're punting and they're getting rid of everybody. Uh, there's then San Antonio and Sacramento, who are their next biggest competitors, and they have a three-game lead over both of them. Uh, they're going to be in, it looks like, as the 10th seed, and then you're talking about uh, getting one of the uh, two spots that are up grabs with Minnesota, the Los Angeles Clippers, and the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, against the Clippers and Lakers, uh, I think the Pelicans, uh, they got a pretty good shot. I think they'd match up well with any of those three. I know that you share my sentiments on Minnesota. Depending on what the price would be, I'd be very interested in a yes on New Orleans to make the playoffs. What do you think? Yeah, I would assume, yeah, those those props are, you know, you have to be in the playoffs. You have to be one of yeah, the win one it. through eight, right? Yep. You know, that's that's always kind of the, the tricky proposition uh, with a Minnesota or a New Orleans to make the playoffs because, you know, you have the Clippers and the Lakers there, perhaps at full strength, perhaps 
you know, NBA wanted to do everything uh, for those two teams to get in uh, to the playoffs. But you're right. I mean, you know, if you get an opportunity like that, there's always hedging opportunities, et cetera, uh, that you can do uh, with that. So um, I think that is kind of the, the tricky part. But, yeah, it sounds like the Clippers, you know, it doesn't sound promising. Uh, for Kawhi Leonard, and I would assume that would almost make Paul George probably going to go and ha- have that surgery as well. Yeah, uh, I don't think you have to be all that afraid of the Lakers. I don't know what, you know, it's hard to get any kind of news on Zion, but if if, if Zion came back to that team, uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it's a team that you certainly would not want to play in the play-in or uh, the playoffs. Yep, that's the other part about it. Let's say he comes back a month left in the regular season gets a month to get his feet back underneath him. And, and now all of a sudden you're talking about a team with Jonas Valanciunas, Zion Williamson, uh, uh, Devontae Graham, uh, CJ McCollum. Like that's right. not a terrible, at least for a 10th seed, that's not a terrible team to have a, a plus ticket on to get into the postseason. So we'll see if that comes of it. All right, trade deadline. Uh, what are you expecting? I, I mean, really, like reading the tea leaves, it seems like the 76ers and Nets are are probably on the phone right now talking about maybe getting something done for James Harden. I've been in the camp, like if I'm Brooklyn, uh, I don't need to push this because in the offseason I can make the deal. And uh, my team doesn't currently have an MVP candidate that seems to have a shrinking window uh, in terms of competing right now. And that would be Embiid in the 76ers. I tend to still think that this doesn't get done before the trade deadline is over. But but what what do you think? Uh, I, I don't know. I, I yeah. Honestly, I, I just, you know, you see mixed reports. And obviously, if they're talking about it, um, it would seem that, you know, they're, they're trying to get this this deal done, but you're right. I think getting the logistics of this all worked out, um, you know, essentially from now and the next, uh, I don't even think it would be 24 hours where, you know, you essentially have to have James Harden sign a contract extension. You have to get the players that, that make sense. And, you know, I just, I, I think you're going to have two stubborn teams to get what they want. I think that's probably going to be the biggest obstacle. Um, you know, Philadelphia doesn't seem like they want to give up some of these younger players and I don't blame them. Um, you know, unless you can get Harden signed long-term, I I don't know how much you'd want James Harden or Ben Simmons at this point anyway, but you know, Harden is kind of holding his team hostage. We know Simmons has done that. So, you know, it, it, you might be able to be, you know, both teams might be better off just waiting. But with that said, you know, Philadelphia has, you know, this, um, an opportunity here in the Eastern Conference. You're essentially maybe wasting a year with Embiid. And, you know, it doesn't look like James Harden's exactly getting with the program here uh, with what the Nets want to do to be a contender in the Western Conference as well. So, um, you know, I guess it's really, you know, I, I don't, the biggest thing is you don't know where James Harden's kind of stands on all this. Yep. Well, and that's and here's the other factor, ER, that's that's going to be pretty fascinating going forward, uh, and it doesn't really have to do with anything on the court. Uh, of course, the fact that it looks like potentially New York's indoor vac- uh, vaccine mandate could be lifted by Wednesday. Okay, which I, sudden, did, I did not see that. Yeah, so then all of a sudden, if that's the case, and Kyrie Irving can play in home games, uh, even more so if you're Brooklyn, you're like, why am I making this deal? Let's keep Harden. Let's convince him at least to just finish out the season. Kevin Durant's going to come back at some point. Kyrie can play in home games now. Now, all of a sudden, you're looking at a situation where you could have your big three for every single game for the last month of the season and going into the postseason. And and now, even if, let's say, you win it, like, hey, you know what? Pull a, pull a Kawhi, James. Be with us 
finish out the year, win us a title, and then go leave and go wherever the hell you want, as right. long as you give us one. But the, the whole vaccine mandate getting lifted and Kyrie potentially being available for home games, that is that is a fascinating layer to all of this, that if it actually happens, like I think Harden would be, I think I would assume, it should just stay a little bit longer just because that's your biggest shot at a, at a championship, no? I, I will say this. Um, to me, I mean, I think Ben Simmons is a better fit for the Nets than Harden. Yeah. Um, I mean, you, you look at what Simmons, you know, they don't, they don't need, the Nets don't need scoring. If you have Kyrie, uh, and you have KD and they need defense and certainly Simmons gives you that. So, you know, if you, if you have another shooter, uh, with the Nets and, and Simmons can run some point guard or whatever, I, I don't think it's a, it's, it might be a better fit. It is James Harden's a hard guy to play with. And, you know, his ball dominant ways. And even in watching, you know, Brooklyn here on the road the last two, three weeks, it just, it's just odd watching that team with Harden controlling the point and Kyrie not playing point guard. It just, it just is a weird fit. Yep. I'm also interested in the, uh, the Harden and bead fit. Like I'm always of the mindset, like really great players will be able to work together to a certain yeah. level. And I think Harden and Embiid would. I'm more interested in how they fit defensively because Harden likes to switch a lot and Embiid uh, likes to just drop back and, you know, play that style. So how that works when they get together, if they do, that'll be pretty fascinating. But, uh, yeah, we'll see if that happens. And if he gets traded again, we got uh, less than 24 hours before then. All right. Uh, so I'm watching on my screen right now as I'm pulling up the uh, the the quote on the uh, vaccine mandate over in New York. There is a tiny little video and somebody's speaking. It's on mute, so I can't hear it. But the uh, the lower text says Luka Doncic peaking and that brings <laughs> us to one of the topics that you have uh, you brought up to me so you made a wager on the mvp market with luca huh when your child fights sleep it can feel like a battle you'll never win imagine a bedtime routine you all look forward to where you cuddle in and let the stress of the day melt away welcome to sleep tight stories a calming weekly podcast that brings bedtime stories cuddles and comfort to families worldwide the stories are quirky relatable and spark wonder without overstimulation so listeners can fall asleep and stay asleep each episode is narrated by me cheryl mcleod a second grade teacher and written by my husband clark an eternal second grader at heart tune in tonight and bond over a story before drifting off to sleep Make bedtime the sweetest part of your day. Sleep Tight Stories. Listen to Sleep Tight Stories on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Parents, if you've ever experienced bedtime battles with the kids, I'm going to let you into a little secret. I'm Abby, a mother of two, and I had these battles myself. Endless excuses, delay tactics, and many tears and tantrums, but I've created a solution. The perfect kids podcast that makes bedtime a dream. It's called Koala Moon and it's hosted by me, Abby. With over 300 episodes packed with original stories and sleep meditations, Koala Moon makes bedtimes easy and enjoyable. Episodes start out engaging and really rather magical, but as they progress, they gently slow to a calm and relaxing pace to have your little ones out like a light. Since launching in 2022, Koala Moon has helped with over 20 million nights sleep and received over 6,000 five-star reviews. Win back your evenings. Listen to Koala Moon now 
on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Parents, ready to discover a new educational and interactive podcast for kids? Join Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids, where episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We learned how to recycle at the beach. That was great fun. Callie, what do you say? It was. And that time when we did the science experiment and Billy made raisins dance. so cool, Billy. He did. <laughs> Not to mention when a certain Elliot took up swimming classes with Lisa. That was me! <laughs> Bet you can't catch me. I'm going to get you. All this fun and more in our Stories for Kids. Lingo Kids Stories for Kids is now available on StoryButton, the kid-friendly device for screenless podcast listening. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I did. Uh, you know, I mean, 50 to 60 to 1, uh, I was able to get uh, the last couple of weeks. And you go back to last week, uh, he essentially outplayed Trey Young. He essentially played outplayed Joel Embiid in leading the Mavericks to victories uh, over Philadelphia, leading them to wins over Atlanta. Uh, Doncic came into the season. I mean, obviously, I, would, I can't remember what the odds were, but I assume one of the co-favorites to win uh, MVP. Dallas is overachieved so far, obviously, um, where they are, 32 and 23. Um, and, you know, Luca again, came into the season, played in the Olympics. He was out of shape. Uh, he had that bad ankle that he was trying to um, have issues with and whatever. But he's completely healthy. His numbers are phenomenal here uh, of late. You know, he, he really hasn't shot the ball uh, all that well so far this season. So I think the door is still open for that. Um, you know, he's shooting 40, 44.5% from the field last year, 48% from the field, three-point line, uh, 31.6 last year, 35. So I think his numbers continue to get better. And again, yeah, he's a one-man show here uh, for Dallas. And, you know, you look at the contenders, I, I can't stay I, – I just don't believe that Steph Curry is a, a serious contender um, at this point. Um, I don't know who your exact contenders would be. I mean, to me, it's probably Giannis and obviously Joel Embiid as well. But, you know, twofold, if James Harden joins up with Philadelphia, I mean, Embiid's numbers are going to go down. And, you know, he's kind of a walking injury anyway. So I thought it was worth a shot at those at those type of prices. Yeah. So for me, my I've I've been pretty consistent with like my top. I think there's two at the top who are in their own stratosphere at this point right now, and 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 then after that you could put whoever you want behind them. But I, but I think the two big guys are at the top for me. I think it's Embiid. I think it's Jokic. Jokic. It's because like statistically he's been incredible. Like when when he's on the floor, they're the Phoenix Suns. When he's off the floor, they're the Detroit Pistons. It's it's just nuts what they've been able to do now. What's weighing him down is, of course, uh, one, he won it last year. For some reason, people just don't want to vote for him again, it seems. Uh, the other is the, the record, which is weird because if we're talking again about pure value, he's up there. Uh, but I think those are the two. And then I agree with you. Like, Steph, like, no more talking about it. It was a two-and-a-half-month slump where he was performing extremely poorly. Their offense was awful. He was at the center of it. Uh, he's not going to win it. And he's putting up numbers that are worse than sometimes career lows uh, if we're talking about it clearly. So I would agree with you. Like, those two are at the top. And then, like, if you want to tell me Doncic is third, I would agree. And Giannis, like – 
he's putting up good numbers, but ER, they went through that stretch in January. They were seven and eight straight up. They were five and ten against the spread. They were they didn't give a shit about any of the games or the results, right? And they were just kind of getting through to the postseason. They seem to have woken yeah, up after Denver beat the crap out of them, but uh, he's just been kind of going along, you know? He's going to continue to miss games. I mean, you know, for the Bucs, it's all about winning an NBA championship, an NBA title. So, you know, I, I don't take him as, I mean, he's obviously a threat, but, you know, the fact that he did win the MVP and, the, you know, they're not taking it that serious. Where Dallas, a team like Dallas or Denver, uh, all out here uh, to, to do whatever they can in the regular season. All right, with that, let's get to the main event here then. With all, all of the uh, all of the other topics out of the way, let's talk some Super Bowl crossboard props. So very excited about this. These are a lot of fun. Uh, I, I have a favorite one that I'm going to throw at you, uh, but we'll start with you. I'll, I will let you take it to, to your first prop, wherever you like to go, whatever is at the top of your list uh, that you have wagered on. And, and I'll also ask you this before you get to that. You know, I was looking around, like DraftKings finally put up some crossboard stuff. Okay. Uh, kudos to the Superbook, man. Like, you know, you have a couple of shops here and they have to put out like one or two cute little props. Uh, the Superbook has, I think, four or five pages of crossboard props. They got at least three of the NBA. They they did an incredible job with this as they always do. Yeah, I mean, I think I think the Westgate has, you know, a, a good 25 crossboard yep. NBA props. Um, you know, the bad news is they're they're pretty sharp. You know, they, they know what they do and they're not giving away any type of money down there. So, um, I went through all the Westgate props. I circled a bunch, uh, that kind of piqued my interest and, but you know, when I broke them down and I kind of made up some numbers for each of them, you know, there just wasn't that many good bets. Again, Westgate, uh, does a phenomenal job with this. So, you know, you go into it and I don't know what your opinion is JVT of the Super Bowl, but you know, you try to have your opinion. You like kind of some things that. Uh, are going to happen in the Super Bowl, and then you kind of cross that over and uh, what you like in the NBA. So I thought I had one, uh, or I had a couple here uh, at the Westgate. Um, We'll start with, uh, and I bet uh, Siakam for Toronto, minus 7.5 points and rebounds uh, over Bengal points. And, you know, for me, I came up with Bengal points, you know, being kind, you're you're probably looking at 23-24, which would, kind of right on their team total. I think their team total is about 23. Mm-hmm. And with Siakam, I came up with uh, about 35 uh, points and rebounds. I mean, he has been a monster uh, here of late for the Raptors, playing some point guard uh, now for this team. But he's been really, really good. Um, you know, just going back through some of his numbers, points and rebounds, um, 24 and 11, 33 and 9, 25 and 13, 16 and 14, 25 and 6. 21 and 13. Now, uh, kind of, you know, the second part of this is you have to look at the matchups and how it all breaks down. And uh, Toronto's going to be playing a home game against uh, the Denver Nuggets. Uh, mm-hmm. As we know, uh, as you know, you've been, I know you've been on JVT. Toronto been a little bit more high scoring at home, uh, playing without any fans or, you know, essentially very few fans right now at this point. Uh, so the scoring has been up here uh, for Toronto. Uh, again, uh, Siakam in very good form right now. And Denver has been playing brutal defense. Yeah. Uh, saw that once again uh, last night, a very high-scoring game against the New York Knicks. So they are allowing a lot of points. They don't have a lot of rim resistance. So I think uh, I like Siakam here. And again, uh, you know, if I penciled it in, you know, 35 uh, versus 23-24, Playing seven and a half, I thought I had a little bit of an edge. 
Yeah, if to, to give people an idea, because you rattled off some of those numbers, overall, he's been great. How about these last 10 games? 23.5 points per game, 10.5 rebounds per game, 6.2 assists on 53% shooting from the floor and 44% from three. That's Pascal Siakam, and the Raptors are 8-2. So uh, he has been absolutely tremendous uh, with what he's been able to do uh, on the floor for him. All right, so that's your first one. Again, so Pascal Siakam, uh, points and rebounds minus 7.5, correct? Correct. Parents, if you've ever experienced bedtime battles with the kids, I'm going to let you into a little secret. I'm Abby, a mother of two, and I had these battles myself. Endless excuses, delay tactics, and many tears and tantrums. But I've created a solution. The perfect kids podcast that makes bedtime a dream. It's called Koala Moon, and it's hosted by me, Abby. With over 300 episodes, packed with original stories and sleep meditations, Koala Moon makes bedtimes easy and enjoyable. Episodes start out engaging and really rather magical, but as they progress, they gently slow to a calm and relaxing pace to have your little ones out like a light. Since launching in 2022, Koala Moon has helped with over 20 million nights sleep and received over 6,000 five-star reviews. Win back your evenings. Listen to Koala Moon now on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Parents, ready to discover a new educational and interactive podcast for kids? Join Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids, where episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We learned how to recycle at the beach. That was great fun. Callie, what do you say? It was. And that time when we did the science experiment and Billy made raisins dance. That is so cool, Billy. He did. <laughs> Not to mention when a certain Elliot took up swimming classes with Lisa. That was me. <laughs> Bet you can't catch me. I'm going to get you. All this fun and more in our Stories for Kids. Lingo Kids Stories for Kids is now available on StoryButton, the kid-friendly device for screenless podcast listening. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Right, oh, yeah, the, points and rebounds, right. Yep, no, over the uh, Cincinnati Bengals, uh, points scored for that game. All right, I'm going to throw one at you. I want to get your thoughts on this because this has uh, quietly become my favorite one. Uh, I want to see if you agree with me because as I was sifting through, I thought I had one at the top of my list, uh, but this is the one uh, that got me. Joel Embiid, free throws made, is a two-and-a-half-point favorite over Evan McPherson points, kicker for the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, I think McPherson is great there, catching two-and-a-half because if you look at it, uh, Joel Embiid, he's a free throw machine. He's absolutely fantastic. Averages about 11 and a half trips to the line every single game. He sinks just over nine of them per game, too. Uh, so good free throw shooter, and he gets to the line a lot. The thing here, though, is they're playing Cleveland ER. 
Cleveland is a fantastic defensive team. They're also the second best team defensively in terms of opponent free throw rate. Uh, I think uh, right now they're giving up just 15 and a half free throws made per 100 field goal attempts by cleaning the glass. Uh, by comparison, 76ers are great offensively, but he's facing a defense that's not going to foul him when he's defending. And on the flip side of this is you have Evan McPherson, who in the postseason himself is averaging 12 points a game because Zach, uh, Zach Taylor is just throwing him out there for everything, right? Like if they get in field goal range, McPherson's out there to kick a field goal. He, he has gone out for a field goal attempt four times in each of the postseason games. So it does look like when the, when the Bengals get in field goal territory, he's getting out there if they're not going to get it. Like they're not going to be aggressive on fourth downs. It's been pretty clear about that. And you're talking about now if, if you just have your average day for Embiid, which I would think it's more likely to be below average given the defense that he's facing, eight made free throws. All I need here is just two made free uh, field goals uh, from McPherson. We're not even con- uh, including the extra points that he would likely kick. Like uh, To me, that was at the top of my list. Evan McPherson, plus two and a half against Joel Embiid, free throws made. Uh, I'm going to go right into my second prop then, which and I'll kind of talk about that because it involves Joel Embiid as well, uh, JVT. I, I spent actually a lot of time with that, uh, the prop you just talked about, and this next prop. I thought this next prop was a little bit better. And it kind of, again, maybe uh, parallel or correlated, I guess, with how I felt uh, the game was going to be played. Um, I I think yours makes a lot of sense. And then also keep in mind, I think, uh, you know, as far as our Super Bowl props, we'll be hoping that James Harden gets traded to Philadelphia and and play Saturday because he's going to help on both of these props. So uh, Joel Embiid, uh, the second prop I made, uh, it was Joel Embiid points. Uh, points, rebounds, and assists. Uh, he was minus a half uh, versus Ram. Char- uh, I'm sorry, Rams Bengals points. Uh, I have a small bet on the over. Uh, I think you know we'll see 50, 51 points uh, in the Super Bowl, uh, perhaps more. Uh, but you know that's essentially about uh, where I made the total. And then yes, when you look at uh, Embiid, and yeah, you know, you're right. I mean, you you know the, he's been a monster here of late. Uh, obviously, the the leading MVP candidate. He's putting up um, great stats all around. However, you know you have to look at the matchup here, uh, who they're playing. So Cleveland and um, obviously Philadelphia, two very slow paced teams. So you're going to have a, a a lower total here to begin with. So there's essentially just not going to have as many points, rebounds, and assists uh, to be into the equation. And you're right. Um, you know if you look and you look who the Sixers have played and who Embiid has kind of gone off, gone off against you know, teams without a lot of inside resistance here. Um, and Cleveland can certainly counter that, uh, obviously, with Mobley and Jared Allen inside. I, I remember a, watching a couple uh, Nets games uh, with Jared Allen, and he he outplayed Embiid. He, he really gave him. Uh, a lot of issues. And I guess that was a little bit of my concern with the free throw prop is I didn't know, you know, it is a Sixers home game. I, I was a little bit hesitant how the game could be called because, it, you know, if Embiid gets the whistle against those two guys, it could make it a little bit dicey. So I, I just thought that the points, rebounds, and assists uh, were a little bit more attractive to me. And so that's the bet I made. Um, again, I, I thought, I mean, I am I made Embiid points, rebounds, and assists in that game. Um, kind of the low 40s. Yeah. Uh, so if I made the total 50, uh, and Embiid was favored by a half a half point, I thought I had some uh, some pretty good cushion there. And yes, James Harden comes into the fold. 
uh, that's going to boost us up on both of them. Yep, I like it. All right, let's stick with this game too because there's one more that was on my list that I liked. Uh, let's talk about Mobley here for a second. So Evan Mobley points and rebounds against Matthew Stafford completions. Uh, Stafford's favored by two and a half here. And uh, I laid the two and a half with Stafford completions. And because uh, one of the things, too, are that I, I think is uh, underrated about the Los Angeles Rams. You know, I, I've talked to a couple of people that were surprised that when they actually dove into their numbers, how pass heavy they were. Like, no, I don't think a lot of people realize, like, this is a pretty aggressive passing attack. And Stafford's averaged up the target is nine yards downfield. Uh, he averages, I think, what, about 36 uh, attempts per game through the air. Uh, they are going to drop back and they're going to throw it. And why not? They got Odo Beckham Jr. now, of course, Cooper Cup. One of the best targets in the National Football League, and they're taking on one of the worst secondaries statistically in the regular season. I think they are the Bengals' 28th in terms of air yards allowed per game. Like it's just a a secondary which you can have success against. So I think they're going to be throwing it. They're not going to be running it that much. And then you get Mobley here on this side, and you know if you look at his season averages, he's he has a small advantage again just at averages. Uh, but you're talking about a total of 23 for him if you're talking about just points and rebounds on average. But again, looking at the matchup for him. He's going to have to go up against Joel Embiid, who's a fantastic rebounder. Those rebounds are going to get, I think, cut into with Embiid just out there pounding the glass. Same thing with points. He scores a majority of his points in that floater, like 4 to 14 feet range. And the Philadelphia 76ers and Embiid are great at defending that area of the floor, not really allowing those attempts. It just seems like it'd be a down game for uh, Mobley on top of, I think, a pretty good game for Stafford. So that was the second one on my list was Evan Mobley, uh, points and rebounds. Matthew Stafford completions minus 2.5, late 2.5 with Stafford completions. No, very good. Uh, no argument there. Obviously, you made a lot of good points. So, um, no, that's great. So, I mean, that's those are the t- two main ones I had, JVT. I think you might have one more. So, um, go ahead. There was, one, you know, a couple that I had my eye on. And like I say, Westgate was just pretty sharp on what they had. I, I wish more books would uh, put some up, uh, put some of these props up. Yeah, no, these are fun. The other one, it actually involves this game, too, because I, I think I had a pretty good read. And this was just on a little bit of a hunch. And Darius Garland ended up playing today, but still in a pretty good spot here, I think, potentially. Um, but Garland points and assists minus one and a half against Burrow completions. I thought Burrow completions were going to be pretty live here, catching one and a half. I mean, Garland, look, Garland, since this is my thing that's, I think, going to burn me here, ER, is uh, Garland, since Ricky Rubio has gone out, has obviously taken on a big load on his shoulders. Um, especially as a facilitator. Since rookie Rubio's been down, he's actually averaging over 10 assists per game. He's scoring over 20 points a game. Like, he at one point was their only dribble, like, just the guy who could dribble. Like, it was, it was ridiculous. Right. Now, I think the thing that works for me here is that Karis LeVert is now in right. the fold, and that's going to help out in terms of the scoring, taking the load off of his shoulders, the ball out of his hands a little bit more. You know, maybe maybe the assists go up, but LeVert's more of an isolation scorer as opposed to an off-ball guy that's going to be uh, generating assists for his point guard. So I think, again, when you're looking at this, I look, the Bengals, I don't think are going to run the ball. We know that. Like, they're not a really good running team. They're bottom half of the league. And to, if like any run metric you want to look offensively, whether it's just rate of running plays, all of those things, they're not going to be running the ball. And Burrow's just going to be trying to attack this defense. Surprisingly, the Rams actually one of the worst pass defenses, too, if you look at it statistically, like air yards and things like that. Yards after catch, the 31st in the NFL, opens it up for Jamar Chase. So Burrow plus one and a half against Darius Garland points and assists. Uh, uh, Burrow completions, I should specify. That was the uh, the third one on my list that I really like. No, that's solid. I, I think, uh, yeah, Levert coming into the fold is, is definitely going to – should help you. I mean, he's going to take points and he's going to take assists. He's going to run the point guard position a bit for Cleveland. Yep. Man, there's so many of these two. So what were some of the ones that you say you only had those two? What were some of the ones that you left on the cutting room floor that interested you? 
Um, yeah, well, it's it's a little bit tricky because, you know, some of the trades that are going down. I mean, Harden yep. was involved in some of these. Sabonis was involved. You know, one that I looked at uh, was uh, Anthony Davis points uh, versus uh, versus Rams points. Uh, you know, with LeBron coming back, uh, that's obviously going to take a few points away from Anthony Davis. Uh, but, you know, again, I just kind of broke it down. I came up with Anthony Davis, 25 points. Uh, Rams points is, you know, what's their team total? 27, uh, you know, 26 and a half, something like that. So I just didn't think, you know, essentially a pick and price that I had any kind of edge there. Carmelo Anthony probably uh, hurts that uh, him being out uh, probably doesn't help that prop uh, as well. So uh, that was one that I had circled. And and again, Westgate just did a good job with it. Yep. Uh, So the other one, and I, I just don't want to sit around and wait to see what happens here. Uh, one of the, my favorite ones that they put up that uh, I actually think there's a side to pick. Again, I just don't want to sit around for like three months. Um, uh, but uh, Phoenix Suns, 2021-2022 uh, uh, NBA playoff wins versus, oh, okay. Rams, versus Rams Bengals first quarter points. Mm-hmm. So I, I recently bet the Suns to win the NBA finals. Like, I think they're the best team in the Western Conference. I, I think they have Western Conference finals at the very least uh, written all over them, which would be, of course, uh, what, what I'm terrible at math, eight wins to get to the Western Conference Finals. If they make it to the NBA Finals, we're talking about 12, which I think they're going to do. Um, so the total's gone down in this game. Uh, we know that it's down to like 48 and a half. I, I, we know the history of first quarters and how low scoring they can be right. in Super Bowls. Uh, I figured that like I, if, if I had the patience and if, I had a worth, if it was worthwhile to invest in at plus a half, uh, I thought the Suns were the right side there, but again, I, I don't know if I want to wait three months to see if I can cash in on the Super Bowl prop, you know? Yeah, that sounds actually like very much the right side, and right. Yeah, I I didn't even I did not even write that one down because yeah, it just the logistics of that, you know, just kind of move on uh, to the next when you see a, a a prop like that. So, yep. All right. All right, man. Well, I appreciate some time. It is a, it's a little bit later on Wednesday. So uh, actually, you know what? I, since we have been on, I have not checked. Uh, let's see. Let's check the scoreboard and see what these favorites are doing here. Uh, of course, the Lakers are all tied up. Ooh, Jazz are all over the Golden State Warriors right now, huh? 92-69 mm-hmm. is what I got up on my screen. Um, yeah, well, let's, I'll get you out of here on this. Lakers tied with I like the shell of Portland. I don't even know what you call the Trailblazers at this point yeah, right I, now. I think if the, the Lakers get beat tonight, um, they're going to bypass a trade deadline. They're just going to yep. cancel the rest of the year. <laughs> they're just going to, they're just going to bench, uh, you know, if these guys are not going to play. I mean, boy, it's just, it's pretty bad. Yeah, they, man, they were, they got up to nine and a half point favorites this morning. And I, I was looking, I was like, man, that's Portland's bad, but I don't know if we're laying nine and a half with anybody with this Lakers team, but, uh, yeah, sure. I, I do that with some teams. Cause I was just, you know, kind of watching that. I, I don't know if Portland maybe had an early lead. I'm like, Oh, maybe I'll, I'll, uh, I'll bet the Lakers here in game because I, I really thought that their defense was going to really improve without Westbrook tonight. And it, and it did. It was a low scoring first half. But then I'm just like, you know what? You, you just cannot bet the Lakers almost under any circumstances right now. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm sure they'll probably go on uh, and get a win here. But, uh, yeah, getting a win over the Portland, uh, not exactly going to vault you into uh, NBA contender. Yeah, no. They're, right now, it's the Portland Trails. Like they're not even the Trailblazers in the <laughs> construction of this roster at this point. Uh, all right, Er, man, I appreciate the time, man. Uh, I always do, and uh, we will talk again soon. Right. All right. Very good. Good luck to you, and of course, everybody uh, out here this weekend.
Welcome to season nine of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. I've got some big news to share with you in our season premiere featuring the one and only Chris Jenner. Oh my gosh, congratulations. That is very, very exciting. And that's just the beginning. We'll also be joined by podcast host Jay Shetty, Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, and many more. So come on in, take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations. Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.